You're listening to Mormon Patriot Project, the front lines in the battle for agency and liberty. Progressive ideology threatens our nation's sovereignty, and Satan's legions are determined to destroy the church. This is where Mormon patriots take a stand for our freedom, our families, our faith. This is Mormon Patriot Project. I've got a question for you folks. Am I the only one who feels like our country is being strategically destroyed right now? Legitimately, I feel like the third of the host of heaven is winning the war in heaven 2.0, while members of our faith, the ones with the greatest understanding of the importance that God places on agency and liberty, are just asleep at the freaking wheel while our nation spirals out of control. Well, God willing, we're going to turn that around. So if any of that rings true to you, then stick around because this is the show and movement for you. I am so tired of members of the church hiding from the truth of what's going on because they're worried to cross that threshold from religion into politics. Go and read what Joseph Smith said in DNC 123. This is part of it. Therefore, that we should waste and wear out our lives in bringing to light all the hidden things of darkness, wherein we know them. These should then be attended to with great earnestness. Let no man count them as small things. For there is much which lieth in futurity pertaining to the saints, which depends upon these things. Joseph Smith said we should wear out our lives exposing evil and darkness. Find me the part where he says, oh, unless things get political and people get uncomfortable. Oh, that's right, crickets. What the hell are we so afraid of? Someone disagreeing with you? Someone calling you names? Are we really that soft, folks, that we can't have civil and meaningful conversations that we absolutely need to be having right now? How will we ever turn our country around if we won't even talk about the problem? Church leaders have stayed fairly neutral in what they say regarding political stances and party lines, but why do we think we need to? If you think they stay neutral on politics just to keep from rocking the boat, think again. Has it ever occurred to anyone that they stay neutral because part of the process of working towards exaltation is to prove ourselves and show the Lord what we stand for without being told to identify every specific thing that's right and wrong, especially after he has given us so much revelation through scripture and the words of the prophets that already give us the guidelines. Are we really showing the Lord our true nature if we just blindly do what we're told without seeking to understand it and have a change of heart surrounding it? Joseph Smith reprimanded early saints for doing that exact thing. The church, the gospel, and our nation that the Lord took credit for establishing himself in section 101 of DNC are under attack like never before, and the adversary is winning right now. Church growth has taken a nosedive. Children born under the covenant are why the growth is still positive, because 70 to 80% of the youth are leaving the church today, and the family is being dismantled left and right through every avenue imaginable. The adversary is winning. And the progressive ideology that pushes all this has been embraced by a huge portion of church members. What are we doing? Other faiths are leading the charge right now in defending freedom, family, and their faith far better than Latter-day Saints are. I'm not sugarcoating this. We are seriously underperforming. Men of God in the church used to take agency and liberty seriously and stand against these ideals of socialism and communism that are dragging our nation down the path to hell. Men like Ezra Taft Benson, Cleon Skousen, uh, Marky Peterson, Bruce R. McConkie, Boyd K. Packer. 
Now Progressive LDS scholars and members tear them down the same way progressives in our nation try to tear down the Founding Fathers. Men who God said he raised up for the very purpose of establishing the Constitution. No need to go into how that has been completely thrown out the window. And you know why we don't hear that from the pulpit anymore today? The same reason we don't have the sealed section of the golden plates, because we aren't living up to the standards that are in the scriptures we already have. We chose to ignore his servants and let our nation go down the road of socialism. We didn't take them seriously, and now look where we are. The Lord gives us what we ask for, sometimes so that we fall on our face to learn the lesson and humble us. And humbled we will all be if we don't start getting serious about turning the ship around. And go study the Book of Mormon a little harder before you start crying all is well in Zion. So what do we do about it? I don't believe in, nor am I interested in, getting up on my soapbox just to get you fired up so that you keep coming back for your validation dopamine hit. Plenty of professional fear peddlers doing that on both sides of the aisle. I want to give solutions to the problems, not just address what the problems are. This is actually a principle that Joseph Smith taught. He was very solution-oriented. And solution number one is to pull our heads out of the sand and stop hiding from the problem instead of just giving lip service to our patriot buddies about it. Change doesn't happen in an echo chamber. Quit being afraid to open up a discussion with friends and family, even if you know they lean to the progressive side. Be bold and cross that line between the gospel and politics. Ask what they think about the Founding Fathers and the Constitution, and then ask them what they think about the Lord preparing the Founding Fathers to establish it in Section 101. Pull it up and read it to them. Make them choose between the words of the Lord and their worldviews. Get familiar with the scriptures and words of the prophets that will allow you to do it. Speak up. Stop being the silent majority. The majority is useless if it's silent. You know, one day the silent majority will wake up and yeah, and it'll stay that way while our country slips away forever if we all have that attitude and wait for some big public figure to step out and do it for us. I've got some bad news for you folks. No one is coming to save this country. Donald Trump isn't going to save this country. Ron DeSantis isn't going to save this country because no one person can. We need to get that through our heads. No one is coming to save our republic. You have to do it. All of you have to step up and do your part. And yes, I want a hundred other podcasters like me to do the same and wake up the church membership to act. But you don't have to. You just have to do your part, which is much easier than creating a platform or an organization to get people motivated and involved. You just got to start by realizing that names are just names. And stop being afraid to speak up to the people you know. Forget this stupid, invisible barrier that the culture has convinced you isn't to be crossed. Be an example. You have no idea how powerful that is and how people are always watching you and being inspired by what you do. Share the posts that you know will get negative comments that you think might even get you censored. Get uncomfortable now because if we lose our freedom, it will be almost impossible to get back. And then you'll be really uncomfortable. And make sure you support and defend the people that are speaking up publicly. If someone is speaking up and putting themselves on the line for your values, then show them your support. Show them, the nation, and the world that American patriots have their back. The next thing you can do is stand up for the prophets and apostles, both past and present, and sustain the ones that the Lord has chosen today. Even if you disagree with policy decisions they've made. Yes, I've had disagreements with some of them. No, I don't believe this safe and effective line because it's proven not to be. 
Why the hell shouldn't I still sustain them? Are they perfect? No, only Christ was, which means they are susceptible to error. Would God be able to stop them from making mistakes? No, that would interfere with their agency. Are they fallen and should we be accusers of the brethren like Satan is? Hell no. Take some responsibility for your own personal revelation and stop applying the conspiracy theories and secret combinations beyond governments and crony businesses to the church. That's the lazy, easy way out. Stop looking beyond the mark. If you're looking for someone to tell you the church or the prophet has fallen, or that the authority lies somewhere else, or that the church is going astray, then go join a fundamentalist group, or listen to John DeLynn, or follow the house of cards that is the doctrine of Christ movement before it sinks into oblivion. You're not going to get the anti-Mormon horse crap here. In fact, we'll debunk it and expose it for what it is. What we will do is defend the church, the brethren, and our history, both of the church and our country, and show how patriotism is supported by scripture and the words of the prophets. Go study the Book of Mormon and read about what happened to the people when they started to push back on the prophets. It never ended well. There's a reason that Mormon included all those examples when he had the entire repository of records to choose from. And let me clarify here that defending the truth doesn't mean ignoring or excusing the so-called warts of our church's and nation's history. There's a quote by J. Reuben Clark that goes like this. If we have the truth, it cannot be harmed by investigation. If we have not the truth, it ought to be harmed. We can address the difficult issues and questions and show the truth in its full context and walk away with our testimony strengthened instead of degraded. The evidence is there, guys, to support everything from reconciling science and the gospel to physical, archaeological, and DNA evidence for the Book of Mormon. And we're going to go over all of it. Satan set plans in place long ago to distort the evidence for the restoration in the Book of Mormon. We'll go super deep into all of that on this show. The next thing we need to do is increase our capacity for independence. By that I mean become as self-reliant as possible. We need to get away from this trap that our nation has fallen into of becoming habitual consumers rather than producers. We have become so dependent, particularly on government and corporate America, which is the only reason they have any power. If we can flip that around and start becoming producers again, then we render the system powerless and useless. We need to start adopting the Deseret mentality again of helping each other and producing for our communities instead of consuming from places like China. We need to become sovereign, not only to take power from government overreach, but to be able to produce for others. It's one step to produce something for your family, like having some chickens to produce eggs. But can you provide enough for your family and another family? Because we know from Revelation that food production will be a huge necessity during the millennium. Do you have any practical knowledge, skills, or resources to contribute to that undertaking when you're called upon to do it? Or could you make clothes if someone needed it? Do you know how to build anything of value with your hands? Are you passing that along to your kids if they are called? The next thing we can do is use the power that our founding fathers gave us, our vote. And I understand a lot of people are worried that theirs doesn't count anymore. I get it. But here's the thing. That's what the powers that be want us to feel like. They are running a huge demoralization campaign so that you don't even show up. They can only fudge things so much without drawing too much attention. So overwhelm them so that when the shenanigans start up again, 
they have to cheat so badly that it's completely impossible to hide. Not to mention that God will personally bless you for not being nihilistic about it if you vote for the most moral candidate. I truly believe that. Which means we have to transcend the party lines and vote for the true patriots, the ones who most closely reflect the values we fought for in the war in heaven, not just whatever candidate has the R next to their name. We've got to stop letting the system force us into the us-versus-them mentality. The people who have been duped by progressive ideology aren't the enemy. The elites pushing the agenda on them are. Believe it or not, there are patriots on both sides of the aisle. It's not something exclusive to conservatives and Republicans. Being a patriot is about putting your country and freedom first. Let's acknowledge anyone who fits that mold, regardless of their party affiliations. The people you see arguing on YouTube with conservatives at marches and protests are not your enemy. They have been duped. We can't let ourselves prove to them that the media and elites are right about us. I understand some people are too far gone, but let's build bridges and do our best to have civil conversations and find common ground with these folks. Show them we're not who the media says we are. That doesn't mean we agree with them. Sometimes we won't even be able to find common ground. But once they start seeing that even though they disagree with us, we aren't the monsters that the media portrays us to be, then they start to see the narrative for what it is. That doesn't mean it will always be productive, but we have to try. We can also vote with our dollar. Going back to rendering the system useless, we should spend our money with companies that support American values. I know this always isn't the cheapest thing to do, and with inflation going absolutely bananas right now, I get how that's a hard ask. But if we get creative and combine that with becoming producers to cut our costs, we can start to make a dent and force these companies to support American ideals. And if not them, we provide a market for new pro-America companies to step in and take their place. It won't be the most convenient thing to do, but again, it'll be way less convenient when we have food rationing and bread lines. That's where we're headed if we keep going the direction we're going. If you're not in a place to do that, then start by getting your finances in order. Pay off your debt as soon as humanly possible and start living below your means. If at all possible, become financially independent by building your own business, or at least have a side hustle that you could expand when, not if, times get tough. And it's crucial that we have the eternal perspective of exaltation in mind as we do all of this. Remember, we are here as part of a process to become gods and goddesses in the eternities. We should be emulating the fact that we are literally gods in training on this earth. We should be seeking personal excellence in our understanding of the gospel and the scriptures, our personal health, our mental health, developing our moral compass, and every aspect of our ability to actually pursue our eternal potential. If every member of the church took that seriously, then I don't think we would be in such a dark place in our nation today. Taking personal responsibility and getting serious about personal development will be the catalyst for the movement that turns our country around. Remember who you are. President Nelson said this about this generation just back in the April 2019 General Conference. And this applies to the sisters too. My dear brethren, you were chosen by our Father to come to earth at this crucial time because of your pre-mortal spiritual valor. You are among the finest, most valiant men who have ever come to the earth. Satan knows who you are and who you were premortally, and he understands the work that must be done before the Savior returns.
Folks, this is why Satan is working so hard, because the most valiant spirits, the ones who fought the most diligently for agency and liberty in the war in heaven, are here on the earth right now. That's you. Satan is threatened by your very existence. You fought once before for this. Ask yourself and answer honestly if you're being as valiant in fighting for your agency now as you were then. Or have you stepped down and become nihilistic now that you've got that agency? Are you going to be the kind that only fights when there's no other choice, when it's easier because everyone else around you is standing up too? Or are you going to be the one standing up when it's hard, when you might have to stand alone on that hill for a while before others see what you're doing and give them courage to stand? Which legacy will you leave behind? Joseph Smith even warned that the Latter-day Saints would be needed to defend the Constitution on multiple occasions. This is part of a quote from July 19th of 1840. Even this nation will be on the very verge of crumbling to pieces and tumbling to the ground. And when the Constitution is upon the brink of ruin, this people will be the staff upon which the nations shall lean, and they shall bear the Constitution away from the very verge of destruction. And this one by Brigham Young. When the Constitution of the United States hangs, as it were, upon a single thread, they will have to call for the Mormon elders to save it from utter destruction, and they will step forth and do it. And one more by Brigham Young. How long will it be before the words of the prophet Joseph will be fulfilled? He said if the Constitution of the United States were saved at all, it must be done by this people. It will not be many years before these words come to pass. I'll put a link in the show notes where you can find many more quotes like these from many other prophets and apostles, even up to modern day. And they all have the sources cited as well. If this doesn't wake you up to a sense of our awful situation, then I don't know what will. This is revelation from Joseph Smith we're talking about. You gotta decide if you're gonna be a part of it or not. So, just a recap here in my notes. Erase the forbidden line between the gospel and politics and speak up. Support those who are publicly defending patriotic values. Defend the church, the gospel, and sustain God's chosen servants. Become a sovereign producer. Remember who you are and what you fought for. Pursue personal development with exaltation in mind. Vote for moral candidates and vote with your dollar. These are the attributes, in my eyes, of a true patriot in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is what it means to be a Mormon patriot. And all of them fall under these five categories. Transcend, defend, produce, vote, and develop. I know it doesn't make some cute acronym or anything. Sorry, it is what it is. I'm not going to force it and cheapen it. But those are the five pillars that we're going to be going by here. Number one, transcend. Transcend party lines and affiliations and break down the barriers that have been set up to make us fight each other instead of the true enemy. Number two, defend. Defend the church, the gospel, and our nation along with the history of both and support patriots that stick their neck out. Never back down from the truth. Number three, produce. Switch from the consumer mindset to the producer mindset. Get your finances in order and become valuable to your community and the Lord by learning a valuable skill or producing a basic necessity. Number four, vote. Make the most direct move to vote for the most moral candidate, not the most popular, and vote with your dollar by spending your money with pro-liberty businesses. And five, develop. 
Keep the goal of exaltation in mind, and remember you are a god in training. Take your personal development seriously and become the best version of yourself. These are the tenets that will be the heart and soul of this podcast and this movement, and they will be what guides this ship forward. If you don't like it, or you don't like the blunt tone and lack of sugarcoating, then go find someone else to coddle you, because I certainly won't. For those of you that are ready to take charge of your life and turn this country around, welcome. This is Mormon Patriot Project, and I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, never back down from the truth. Thank you for listening to Mormon Patriot Project. Contact Jaron and get involved and join the fight by going to mormonpatriotproject.com and following Mormon Patriot Project on Facebook and Instagram. Never been much of a go-out party crowd drinker. Or to sit alone on a creek bank sunset thinker. A little more lover than a labor. A little more find the real thing and just a sane. I'm a little more lyric than I am rhythm. A little more tree stand prayer than back pew pretending. A little less grudge and a lot more forgiving A little less talk and a lot more listen Maybe I'm just old-fashioned Maybe I'm cut from a different cloth Maybe I'm just an old has-been Who got it all wrong Maybe the whole damn world's just a-waiting For me and my kind to kill all Though a six feet deep And once and for all of a sit-around hand-down taker More of a bust my ass for a ring and a dream on a couple acres With a little more dirt the pavement Holding her and growing old on the front porch swinging I don't think there's a damn thing wrong with that Maybe I'm just old-fashioned Maybe I'm cut from a different cloth Maybe I'm just an old has-been Who got it all wrong Maybe the whole damn world's just a-waiting For me and my kind to kill all Though a six feet deep And once and for all And no has been Who got it all wrong Maybe the whole damn world's just a-waiting For me and my kind to kill all Throw a six feet deep And once and for all Finally be shut up Trace damn prayer than back you pretending.